Hey, January 11th. Welcome to the Little Room Sports Talk. Kim McCauley. We've got the great Zach Rothenberger here. I'm hoping we have audio this time, Zach, after after a little snafu on Saturday. When I say we, I mean me. Uh, screwing that up, but uh, it's great to have the show cooking tonight. We got. Should we? You know, I'm going to do. I'm going to reuse my material because no one watched the show on Saturday because we had no audio. So it's proof. Um, you're looking shocked, man. I don't even know who this guy is doing this in the show now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't mean that. I meant, uh, I meant the, the cut and the, the hairdo. Yeah, you know, it was uh, New Year, New Me, I guess is what they say. So, uh, you know, the beard was getting a little scruffy, so I figured I'd trim it up and uh, it was due for a haircut. So, you know, just uh, basically went from full hair everywhere to basically none now. So. Well, and it was weird because, especially on Saturday, did you, like, it was like the first time I think I ever saw you with a clean shaven face. Even in high school, you had like a final color. Italian, man. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, the beard would be back soon, I'm sure. I'm sure. It's a blessing. It's already, it's already coming back. It's making a look at that. Yeah, it's a blessing and a curse. So, yeah, well, I'll tell it. So is uh, loving football because that's where we're parked in there all day long, uh, Saturday and Sunday. But a lot to, to break down tonight, Joe. Obviously, we got um, mostly NFL chatter. We got the national championship though tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that. Hockey's around the corner. Yeah, uh, little Mojo Monday, uh, and I actually got an NBA point I want to make before the show ends. So. Up to that point, you want to, and obviously, like I said, we'll we'll diving into all the, the breakdowns of the games this weekend in the NFL. But do you want to do a little clickbait to get started, Zach? Oh yeah. So I'm gonna piggyback my clickbait from uh, last Thursday, I believe it was, with the whole Chase Young thing. So, Karen, didn't we didn't we not call it that there was gonna be another article today about you know Chase Young and Tom Brady meet up after pregame trash talk? Just basically keep on belaboring the point that Chase Young, you know had a little bit of trash talk, which, you know, if this was any other quarterback besides Tom Brady, they're not making a big deal. But because it's Tom Brady, it's cl- this is what they do, and it's just straight clickbait. I hate this stuff. Yeah. What's there to learn from this? Nothing. And, like, as you're writing that it's article, you're just, you're just wasting your time. This guy wrote it at 7.57 in the morning yesterday. Waste of time, dude. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> well, and it's just one of those things where I – I feel bad for sports fans because when I was a little kid, I used to cook all that stuff. Thinking you actually learn something, and you won't. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> it's spam for for sports minds, basically. Yeah, it really is. It's just it should just go straight into your junk mail if that was a thing with yeah. articles. But there isn't. So you know what we do? The best next thing is we, we put a little clickbait. That's all right. We just keep calling it out. So yeah. we're doing our we're, we're like the neighborhood watch of clickbait. Exactly. You know, I love I love that. Um, all right, I'll tell you. So I'll stick it in the uh, football circuits. It's funny. I was I'm not going to say what I was going to say, but um, it's probably I, you know. First of all, I feel like it's never good to say that, and then and then go on to say whatever you're going to say because then whatever you're going to say next, everyone's just going to start picking it apart, thinking like, what the hell was he going to say, and like, how does it inappropriate relate to what he just said? Like, um, all right, but let me just get to my clickbait. We'll we'll move on. Uh, all right, so my clickbait, Zachary was. Um, the old angle that's funny, uh, that, you know, when you're talking about revenge games and rematches, things of that such, I guess this kind of fits the bill in the, in the sense that it's, it is a reunion between Kareem Hunt and the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend. Um, I don't think, you know, it was uh, a breakup that really either side saw coming until, you know, all right, whatever. I'm not going to sit here and, and talk about, right? Okay, but I just saw this this tweet, dude, and it's like, to say forget about the, all right, this is what, sorry, this, and I'll, I'll read this out. Well, I'll attempt to read because I've apparently already screwed up the first word. I've got the, the tense wrong. But forgot about this angle. Kareem Hunt returns to Kansas City seeking to topple the team that gave up on him. Tony Grassi. 
Uh, gave up on him. I think he gave up on himself when he when he made those decisions in Ohio. And now look, I'm not because here's the thing, right? I hate those shows where the person will sit there and like let's say we're talking about the cream hunt thing in, in real time when he was on the Chiefs. Like Zach, I would never hit a woman. It's like okay, obviously, like I like any. I hate those shows that sit there and talk about how bad domestic violence is because I'm like, does I think that's implied, right? And anyone that is nuts enough to do such a thing is not sitting there listening to our types of programs being like. You know what? All right, I'm gonna actually stop being violent now. Like no, no, right? Like it's so to that point. As I ramble on, um, and get way off the trail, off off, off the trail. Uh, I I just think it's ridiculous, dude, to, to say that the Chiefs gave up on him. I think they gave him every opportunity. And, and and if you really think about how it was documented when it happened, they I'm pretty sure said like you know what happened, and he didn't tell him everything that happened, and then that's why I caught him. Yeah, exactly right. So they no one gave up on him, <laughs> you know. So. I, I hate they're playing the narrative that the Chiefs were the bad guy in this situation when they clearly were not. So and you're not, yeah, you're not giving up on anyone. Was was Greg Hardy giving up on? Like, right, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> was, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a list we could go down, but we're not. <laughs> no, we're not. Hey, we got we got the chat cooking. We got trust. We got always number one fan cooking. Oh, there you go. I love this. Oh, yeah, yeah. chat. We want to hear from the chat. We want to hear what you guys thought. I forgot to add that in there at the beginning of the show. We want to hear what the chat's thinking. Uh, for the games this weekend and, you know, just the football world in general. And to that point, I'll say, let's start because I have some bullet points that I wanted to make. And, and it's funny, Zach, because I remember, and I'm not trying to pick on you here in the beginning of the show. It's, by the way, my I hate January because my skin starts getting dry and, like, my hat, like, it's just, I'm getting itchy up here. But anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, I know, I gotta get a haircut again. But anyway, um, I thought it was funny because I remember when we first started doing the shows, you had mentioned something, just more out of conversation. About like would it be possible maybe possibly send the show notes over like the night before or like just like you know just like whatever our talking points were going to be the night before mm-hmm. so we could like maybe push some things out that morning and I remember I said to you um, oh wow looks like cheese ball fingers oh I love that oh the little 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 cheese talk um, but anyway I was saying to you you were talking about Zach and you were saying you know why don't we do that I was saying because there's so much stuff that happens over a 24 hour cycle. And I feel like look no further than what happened with the Eagles today, right? We thought today's show is literally just give you all playoff recaps. And then here we are, we're sitting here, and Doug Peterson gets fired two hours before the show starts. So it's like, you know, you, you look at this NFL world and how, how fast it moves. And I, I almost feel like that takes we'll, we'll get to the games. Do you want to talk about I mean, did you want to talk about it first? You want to talk about it? I mean, I don't know. I'll defer to you. I mean, we can go with the monkey in the room, the uh Doug Peterson first, since that's pretty hot on the hot stove, I'd say. So. Yeah, I mean, it was it was bizarre too. CC Rapport tweeted out. Um, I guess it was. Well, I guess it was obviously right after he got fired. But like, and, and there was. I was gonna say. I guess Chris Borison had the report. I guess it was over the weekend, saying that Doug and and you know Eagles owner Jeffrey Lurie didn't have a great meeting their first go around, and they were gonna have like a second one. Honestly, it sounded like a high school couple that was like, well, "What's going on with them?" And it was like, "Well." Uh, you know, nothing's going on right now, but the, the, they're going to have another conversation. Maybe they'll get back together. It's like, no, 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 <laughs> that couple's never going to make it together. But um, looking at Rapport's tweet, and I think this is the undercurrent in this whole thing, Zach, right? Is like, I think a lot of people want to know why. This almost has like the the flavor of a murder to it, right? Like a death, right? Because it's like, why, like, so young, so what? Like, and it's kind of like so fresh off a of Super Bowl, so fresh off of, of uh, Van Alshon, Jeffrey Drop, and right, possibly beating the Saints. That's the that's the taste today, right? That's the, the and then obviously then you look at what the Eagles did this past year and even really last year too. Um, it's 
like it's hard, right? Like I think piece of where I'm going with this is no one. Well, I think we all have our ideas of like, and I think most of them lean in towards the same direction. The general manager, but I was gonna say, I think a lot of people are wondering why. Like, does Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson hate each other? Uh, was Doug Peterson a good coach? Was it all Frank Wright? Was it not all Frank Wright? Was, like, right, right, like, like, did Doug have say? Does he have no say? Is how he pulling the strings? Who wanted Jalen Hurts to play? Like, right, there's so many question marks. Almost like you, you look at it like it's a murder mystery with like the the pin drops. It's like that Charlie Day picture where he's you know like all like this. That's what this feels like, and. I, I don't know. I need to see Doug coach another team. I need to see what the Eagles do next year before I really can comment. I hate that because I don't want to sit here and say um, – it's funny. I, was, I like what the, the chat was saying. Do you think Peterson left so once will stay? I don't think – I'll change the phrasing on that. I don't think it was, was you know, a, a sacrificial type mode. I think, if anything, there had to be change. He wasn't getting rid of the GM, so it left the quarterback or the coach to make it work. They can't move Wentz on that thirty million dollar contract. So the coach, you know, didn't. And to that point, the coach wasn't happy with how he doesn't have any say. And that's where we are. That's at least where I'm at. I don't know what you think, Zach. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think it seems to me that from trying to piece things together, upper management, the GM, and all, and you know, ownership and everything that they wanted. It seems to me that they want Wentz and. Doug didn't and as we saw that's why Wentz got benched Hurts playing and it just seemed there was an extreme disconnect there and I, my question is I wonder what's going to happen moving forward with with Wentz is that relationship with the Eagles and the team so far gone now or was it mainly with Doug and like can they move forward with Wentz as a quarterback or is Wentz still salty and wants to move elsewhere and and how's Hurts feel as well if they go back to Wentz you know it's like it's, right, just, it's weird disarray. because I, so I think Hertz is going to be the one that gets the short end of the stick here, kind of. I think basically he's going to have the hard, the steepest slope. It's I think next year what's going to happen is they're going to have a quarterback competition, and they'll say, "All right, look, like that's how they're going to pitch it." But Carson will have the inside track, and they'll basically be like, "Look, this is our thirty million dollar guy. You kind of have to make it work for him." But if he's not good, we have this other guy, Jalen Hurts, that's also good. So you have you can't really fail. And I think they're going to obviously go with an offensive guy um, to kind of turn everything around. Uh, I, I I really don't know where this team goes. Yeah, right? yeah. I, mean, I, I feel for the fans. You know, I really do. Um, I know Chad from just seeing his Twitter and everything is extremely upset, which as he should be. You know, that guy brought the franchise their first ever Super Bowl, and it, it just sucks because you win the Super Bowl, and then two straight years you make the playoffs. That's that's awesome. And then this year happens, you know, okay, things didn't work out, but then it's just like you just cut bait that quick. Um, well, it's like getting back from your honeymoon after just getting married and then there's a divorce. Right. And yeah, right. Exactly. It's, uh, it's extremely unfortunate. Now I wonder, and I want to get your take. Do you think the decision that was made? So, all right. So when Doug Pearson did, what he did with the game in week 17, do you think upper management felt like they had to do something to discipline him in order to save kind of face for the franchise? No, I, I don't think it was that. I really, what I what I really believe, and it's hard for me to try to explain it because it's like I don't believe it. Mm. So it's like hard for me to like you know whatever. So like to us, we look at it like like there's there's a power struggle, there's a power disconnect, if you will, in within the, t- the top part of the leadership in the organization, whether it be head coach, GM, owner, et cetera, right? And all the people in between up in the upper front office. So I like, right, like, 
you're hearing all these things like, oh, well, you know, how he's sitting doing this and telling him to play that guy and then who's got control of the roster and right, like all this stuff. Um, I just, like, I don't know. I, I just, oh, that's fine. I lost my train of thought. I was like, I like three things in my head. I wanted to make, sorry, say what you were saying. I want to get like a running, running thought again. Had anything to do with them letting go to kind of letting him go to kind of save face for the franchise, the integrity of the franchise, things like that. Oh, because of the whole right, right, right. okay. Yeah. Since so that point, I don't think it was that. I think all those little things. A week. Sorry, that was. I was trying to tie it all together. Mm-hmm. All those little things. Thank you, by the way, because this is what happens when I ramble. No, I think all those little things tied to this point, right? Where Doug was like, "I'm sick and tired of being your puppet," right? Like, I want a Super Bowl. I can do this on my own, right? He seems very okay. You ever said scene in the office for? Uh, Kelly breaks up with Daryl and starts dating Ryan again. And all oh, yeah, he goes to his car, all ha- his truck, all. Yeah, he's like, yeah, exactly. That's what I feel like Doug's like right now in this in this whole thing. It's possible. Um, but to your, to, and this is where how to wrap it to where I was because I was trying to say I, I was having a hard time trying to explain what I want to say. What I'm trying to say is what I what I heard from Laurie just generally. He said in the press conference, not that he really gave straight answers in that press conference, but that was one that I guess was more direct. Where he said absolutely not that had nothing to do with it, but. I, my thing is, dude, I think we look at it like dysfunctional, where they look at it like if the GM's telling the coach, like, but I look at, I think they look at it as like one, you know what I mean? Like it's one body, like one entity. So it's, it, to them, it's all about being a team, being a culture, working all of them together. So they probably looked at it like Doug wasn't working together with him because he wanted to have like, the, do it this way or do it that way. Right, like, so they look at it like, oh, well, it's just not harmony. It's not, it doesn't have that harmonious beat to it, which is, I think, essentially what he was trying to say in the press conference. Whereas for us, we're all kind of saying the way you think it might beat harmoniously, it does not beat like that. It's that, that's not how it's supposed to beat. The coach needs to be able to have a say in what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, that's to me the interpretation that how they think the team can be ran is not in line with how it, it, it should be ran. And that's, that's my take, at least from the press conference and everything. Yeah, it's it's almost to me. It seems like you know Doug Peterson is your director, talking in corporate America terms, and it's almost like the VPs were micromanaging the director, and the director earned his right to be able to make certain decisions, and they wouldn't let him, so he got fed up, and that's what caused the the fracture. It's just it just sucks because you know he's got the statue out in front of the the stadium, and like I said, the Super Bowl, and it's just it just seems so shortly after, you know. But I get it for sure, but ah. Uh, this almost reminds you of like when you were in high school and there was a couple that got in a fight and it was like maybe the first time the kids were in high school and they drank and they got in this fight and, ever, and then they broke up after that because of a few words that were said that one night and everyone's kind of like, the friend group's like, you sure you, you guys have been dating for like six years, like in middle school, like you don't want to break <laughs> up over this, this is stupid. Like that's kind of, but I, but the thing is, in, and to tie it into what the, the chat was asking too, like do you think this was more on Wentz this year or do you think it was more on Peterson? I don't know. I don't know because like, like it was just bad all across the board. I think personally, I would start by saying it was the GM setting them up with a carcass or a roster around that both of those guys that they're both destined to fail with what was around them. But I think when you step back further, it's like I because I, I don't know. I don't know. Like the, like it's it's so hard to say because what if Howie's giving Doug the like the, the 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 guidance and then you know or, or the command I should say and then right and then Doug's not listening. But maybe like right, there's so many layers to this. That we could we could go down so many different snake holes. I think real rabbit holes. I should say whatever. Are there other snake holes? Uh, yeah, there are. No, there's not. No, yeah, there are. Of course right. there are. Exists. Yeah, I think so. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
But anyway, yeah. So I, I don't know. I just think that there's so many layers to this that it's hard to pick out. But I think, and Joe and I were talking about it before the show, he put it best, like, we're going to learn things after this. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to find out things about, like, who, like now what? Right? I mean, and I, I don't know. And, and, and I have to think how he's going to be on a shorter leash if next year there's fans in the stands because they're going to be pissed at him. Oh, yeah. No, I would uh, tend to agree for sure. Um, to, I, I almost wonder where Wentz's head is at if, if this decision makes him still want to stay in Philly or if he still wants to be go elsewhere. And, and if he does stay, I wonder, you know, there's been – we've seen teammates. So, I don't know. It's interesting. But like you said, if they do have a QB competition, to me this reminds me of the whole Trubisky and uh, – Foles thing, you know, they pay Foles eighteen million, but at the end of the day, they're, they they got to go with Trubisky because Foles. We saw what happened this year, so it's interesting moving forward. Like, yeah, you just you hit it right with Joe that you're gonna learn a lot. So, well, no, that was that was, funny. That was what he was saying. Yeah, um, and it's I'm looking at the chat too. I love I love what they're saying. Tonight. Like the like the ah, I'm breaking up with you there and then the old Seinfeld about having the hand. Yeah, um, but I, I think I. Uh, and looking to, but I think the Eagles, right? I, I totally agree with this with how the Eagles made Doug look bad with all these leaked. Uh, you know, Doug wanted this person on his staff and that. It's it's like it's very weird what's going on. It reminds it's my thought. I saw Alan working HB this. It basically saying it reminds him of like a seventh grade like uh, girls like lunch committee running the Eagles. And it <laughs> does. Party, it it's really a party is, planning is, committee. But the thing is, at least, I mean, this is my interpretation. I could be wrong. They are under a microscope with the fans here, with the media, because everyone's basically saying, I don't think this is what's going to solve the problem, but we will run with it because you're our team. And then this is the first place if that does not fly, if it's not up to par still, if it's the same issues, the same roster problems, like something's got to change. Yeah. And the, and the culture is big too. Cause like we were talking about a couple episodes ago about how, you know, players coming out and saying how unhappy they were, the body language, how they were talking after that oh, game. Yeah. And it's uh, it, it was clear that there's a culture issue there. And we're going to find out if that's Peterson or if it's above Peterson this coming season. You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. Jordan's over the, the postseason this year? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do All it. right, so let's get the old oh, playoff tree. Oh, playoff tree. All, right. <laughs> All right, I'm done. Did I do that last week? I got no. That. I, I don't think so. I thought I sang a little bit last week. I good. remember if I didn't. Eh, I'm trying, you know. Ugh. Sound like Andy Bernard. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, no, you know, Ed, Ed Helms has a hell of a voice, though. He's extremely talented. I he really say. is, isn't he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and speaking of that, there's eight talented teams left in the pool. Uh, Zachy, all right, so, and Uncle Ricky, shout out to you. I saw you in there um, in the chat earlier with uh, the Ravens moving on. And a physical game. Um I have some general. It's fine. I wrote down some general thoughts, Zach, on like just this weekend in general. But I, honestly, I think they're all in like my notes anyway. Like through these games, just kind of like talking points. So, mm-hmm. I, I mean, the one thing I will just say a few things I caught that were wild. Uh, both six seeds won. Yeah, that's both right. Three seeds lost. Um, a lot of physical games. Uh, obviously, we had the Nickelodeon game, which we're going to get into in a second. Um, but yeah, I it. Thinking of orange. Mm. All right. But uh, anyway, um, oh, oh, I was thinking two different things at once. But no, I'm looking at what the chat said with, uh, yeah, orange was the harsh color in the office. Not green. 
Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, orange. Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all right. Flyers, not not Eagles. But it's all right. <laughs> uh, all right. But anyway, let, let's let's get back to it. So, um, all right. Do you want to start with? Uh, I mean, actually, real quick, I'll even just pull up. So here's the schedule, real quick, for Saturday. Yeah, you got the first. Got the Packers got the first playoff game. What the bandaid off earlier this this coming weekend? You've been waiting. Just push. You put. You know what? Remember camp when one of us would have to get pushed in the pool, like first one. See how cold it is. See how cold it was. Yeah. Dude, this is it. God help us. It was always cold. I honestly think you have a good draw though. Like so too. I'm just scared. It's hard to say that. All right, all right. I'm gonna put big boy pants on. We'll get to that in a minute. Let me instead of my Packers anxiety kicking in. Let's let's break down the games this weekend. All right, let's start with Bills Indy. Um, right, the Zach Rothenberger Bowl, uh, <laughs> the Big Blue Fantasy Memorial Bowl. But yeah, uh, I mean, I have a few notes. But I mean, it really, it was a great game. I think I thought honestly, it was probably the best game in my opinion uh, of the weekend. I mean, no other cool moments. I don't think they're really any bad games because I mean that Bears Saints game kind of sucks. But anyway. Um, Oh, general thoughts. What did you think? Yeah, I thought Saturday out was way better than the Sunday games, personally, for first off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, specifically with the Bills and the Colts, I thought that was, like you just said, that was probably the best game of the weekend, probably close with the with the Ravens and Titans, you know, as a second. But, uh, you know, the Bills basically did not – they didn't skip a beat on either side of the ball. They, they really didn't. Um, they pretty much handled the Colts running game, like we talked about, and – Philip Rivers didn't play a bad game at all. He really didn't. No, it's and funny. I, he's what kept them alive in that game. He, it's funny. He really did. Dude, he had, I mean, he threw 46 times. Yeah. He was 27 for 46 with 309 yards. Uh, I mean, that's not horrible. No, I mean, it's pretty clear that his arm is not what it used to be as far as just a, a strength and velocity and, you know, ball flight perspective. But – I mean, he, he, he looked good, and he, and he battled really hard, you know, and it's unfortunate because this seems like the norm, and, I, and a lot of people feel this way about Rivers, is that, um, you know, he, they lose, they come up short every season in the playoffs, which is unfortunate because if you look at his, his career numbers, he ranks up there with some of the best quarterbacks of all time. He just never got his, his playoff um, or Super Bowl run, you know, that uh, a lot of the five other Five and seven is not that horrible. Because like, when I look at him, like, he still played in 12 playoff games. Yeah, well, here's here's one for you. So, five and seven. I mean, Drew Brees, I think, before last weekend was eight and eight. So, he's around 500. Right, Rodgers is close to 500, too. Right. So, like, everyone gets, you know, enamored with the Tom Brady. Oh, 30, for 11, 30 and 11. Well, dude, think of it this way, too. If you, win a, if you win a playoff game and then you get knocked out, you're 500. Right, exactly. So you're averaging winning the night and knocked out. Right. And, and you know, making it to the divisional or the conference championship isn't bad. <laughs> and what happens when you get a bye? It's funny. I always wish that. It's funny because I know it's kind of a fool's stuffer and, and you can't really do this. But I wish you could add in, like, and buys. Like, how many buys did they get? How well did they play to get themselves basically a game where they didn't even have to bother playing in the playoffs? You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you go one to one in the playoffs, but it was divisional championship and then or divisional round, you win and then you lose in like the AFC or NFC championship. Yeah, okay, that's not bad. Like, you know what I mean? Like, no, so those numbers can be misleading. No, but, it could, what happens if you go on a Super Bowl run and then you know it's like that's three wins right there, no losses, or mm-hmm. four wins and no losses, and then and then maybe you suck the rest of the time. Yeah, you know? so I mean, it can be misleading <laughs> on both sides, but if anything, it's probably the most misleading stat you can find. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree because, you know, in those games you're playing better competition than you would in a wild card game. Yeah. So it's it's inflated a little bit. 
Um, but I do have a question. So, and, and actually, real quick, before I like dive into the game, Josh Allen's that dude as well. We're talking about quarterbacks. He played. I mean, he played phenomenal. I mean, in his third year, with well, I'm looking twenty six for thirty five for three hundred and twenty four yards, and they had two passing TDs, one rushing TD. I mean, he balled out. Uh, you know, not to be this this person, but he's very like Mahomes esque. Like it, he plays that free, fun, yeah. active, exciting way of playing football. Like the way that he runs to his to his weak side and is able to th- throw and kind of get his hips into it is is literally just like Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that they're the same player because they're not, but there's a lot of similarities I think in their style. Like you just said as well, you know, um, him and Stefan Diggs, man, they have crazy chemistry going this year the, to me they're like rogers and Devonte adams not to be yeah. a comparison but they have no, that no, 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 they are they have that type of chemistry going on in the afc and i'm really impressed with how the bills were able to 27 to 10 and, it, and you know the colts had garbage garbage points it was this was a slugfest this was a tough game from the, from the entire, from start to finish. And the fact that the Bills, you know, kept their foot on the pedal and really, you know, carried that momentum is huge to me. And I think the Colts are a very good team that don't get enough credit. I was about to say, I think they're a tougher out than the Titans were. I think they're a tougher out than the Steelers were for damn sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, and not to start on Ricky, I think, I think the Colts are a tougher team than the Ravens, to be honest with you. You think well, so? I really do, because of their defense. But... Vegas does not agree, but oh, I'm sure they don't. Yeah, I never agree with Vegas. So <laughs> no, 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 all jokes aside, right? Their six and a half was the Colts. I think this is two and a half. The spread, it's very low. Yeah, well, the thing is with the, with the Ravens, and we'll get to them obviously, but Lamar is uh, he's playing some great. He's football an X factor. Yeah, and he got yeah. the monkey off his back, and he won a playoff game. He fi- finally did. Yeah, I mean, on the on his feet, he's uh, an extreme extreme threat in the air with his arm. He's not. That's a big weight to get lifted off your shoulders. But yeah, you're right. We'll get to, we'll get to all that in a second. Yeah. Um, but yeah, congratulations to Bill's first win, uh, playoff win since 1995. Um, they do, they almost did blow that 24, 10 lead though a little bit. Yeah. No, they, yeah, they almost did. I mean, the Colts fall back. You know, they had a little bit of, they got a little bit of mojo and a little bit of seam going, you know, like I said, with rivers and, uh, him and T.Y. connected a couple times, so it was pretty pretty impressive. And, and the tight ends, uh, Jack Doyle had a game. Yeah, he, I mean, he did. It's funny because I was just looking down at my, at my sheet here because there's so much like look at for all these games. But the one thing I added for all six of the games this week is what, what next for the team that got knocked out. I always think that it's fair, right? Because you might come jump on this podcast and, and be, you know, relatively suicidal if your team got knocked out. I wouldn't blame you. Um, but you want to hear answers. Now what? Right, and, and and we can't maybe give those all to, but right, especially for a, t- a game like the Colts, how do you feel? I mean, you probably feel hard because, like you said, Zach, they're a good team, but now what? Kind of a thing, right? And um, I mean, we can dive into that one now, or we can we can wait. It's up to you. No, I, mean, I just I think the short answer is really it's interesting because I think Rivers came out and said he still wants to play before that game. I mean, obviously, he reevaluates everything after the season, but he was on a one year deal, as we know. So, and he doesn't seem like someone who wants to keep bouncing around. You know, um, right. like some other quarterbacks might. So it's 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 interesting for sure. You know, I don't know if he is the guy to be there next year just because of his arm strength, which is pretty visual in my opinion. In this game, or lack thereof, or lack thereof, yeah. Um, and then I mean, and then, but on the flip side, look at the Colts is the first time winning eleven games since two thousand fourteen. Yeah, no, that's huge. I mean, it was a, it was a great season for them. 
Um, Could you imagine they had Andrew Locke with this? Like a healthy Andrew Locke? I don't know. They'd be a really good team right now. Yeah, I mean, the, the addition of the, the Forrest Buckner in the offseason was huge for them. And oh, definitely. Their defense really stepped up this year. No, I totally agree. Um, and then I guess my question is, you know, we got Buffalo. Obviously, we got the Ravens. We'll be playing Buffalo on Saturday. Oh, it's Saturday night. Uh, dude, this hat is killing me. My hat here is so bad I can't take it off. This is <laughs> game week. Um, what, like, it, did your confidence at all slip with the Bills? Did it stay the same with the Bills? Did it improve with the Bills because they won that game? Like, kind of where are you at with them? Uh, my confidence stayed the same. If anything, it was a little bit – it made it legit – there was more – they legitimized my confidence, I think, this weekend. That's fair. And can I – I'll almost try to ask the question by answering it and you tell me if you agree or not by this take. Because, like you said, they beat a, tough, a really tough team, a good team, a team that would beat you if you don't show up, especially when they're losing they have nothing to lose. So, the fact – really, however you weather off the Colts in a game like that, that's a good win. When really there's question marks around your not really, but there's like your, your, it's your third year quarterback that's never won a playoff game. That last year was kind of shaky, right? Like you're at home, right? There's like the pressure of winning in front of the fans, like so. I don't know. Yeah, no, I think they're gonna. I think I think they can make a, a serious run for sure. Um, and we were texting during the game, and when I was at the at the Bills game last year, Josh Allen did not look half as good as he's done as he has this year. His improvement and growth this season is astronomically different. I've never seen anything like it, honestly. Well, isn't that what's crazy too? I feel like they're they're making jumps. Like Deion Dawkins has been awesome yeah. on their offensive line. I mm-hmm. mean, like they, they they've drafted well and they made good free agent acquisitions, like Micah Hyde from Packers. Yeah. Um, but right, no, but seriously, they they made good acquisitions and then they've also, you know, um, I, I I don't know. I just I, I just. The home field advantage, I kind of just wish they were hosting Kansas City just for the fun of it. You know what I mean? Oh, I know. Well, hey, you saw the fans. Man. They, when they showed them, they were standing up, banging on the back of the seat. I That's saw them banging on the thing. I was thinking about you because you can hear the, that, like, that bang, 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 that like, ringing of the aluminum off the, like, you know, whatever it would be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sell the migraine from that game. <laughs> I, I can't imagine. It was like for a full house there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. Oh, yeah. Um, all right. But to that point, you know Good time. Uh, apparently, the Rams had a good time at the Seahawks. Yeah, a weird game. Like, if I told you, it's funny. If I didn't tell you the score, I didn't tell you the stats, but I just told you things about the game. Like, oh well, like uh, John Wolford got knocked out of the game. Jared Goff had to play with with basically one thumb not on his hand. Uh, like, what are you thinking? You're not thinking the Rams won, right? No, definitely not. And you're thinking it's in Seattle. Russell Wilson, the magic. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, just knowing that, you wouldn't think. But the score, that, that game was kind of a, for me, it was just a little bit of a snooze fest. Just because it was never really super, super close, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's unfortunate. Seattle, I, I really want to know what, what happens next for them. They need more pieces on defense, and they need more, they need a better offensive line. But I think this just shows you how you got to get Jamal Adams. Everyone's like, yo, Seattle's going to be better because they got Jamal Adams. Like, they were all right last year, and now they got him. But it doesn't work that way. Yeah, about, if it, if it how are you way, playing? Is... When are you playing well? Who are you playing that day? Like, just, like, right, like, we want so badly, and we'll do this again, and we'll do it again, and we'll do it again. But, right, like, in April, we'll be talking about who's going to win the Super Bowl. It, like, you'll never know that answer in April because it, it comes down to these types of games, right, where these two teams saw each other two weeks ago. Seattle kind of threw a haymaker at them. And I want to talk about this interception too a little bit. So 
and the B roll will just keep rolling through. But, um, dude, I, I I keep thinking about that play, and I think about all the weeks we jumped on here. We talked about how every GM needs to be fired because they didn't select DK Metcalf and how he's the mm-hmm. greatest wide receiver ever. And then every time we these so-called question marks, see, as you can see the pick right there. The reason why that interception was thrown, ladies and gentlemen, was because DK Metcalf was exploding on the sidelines, just screaming that he needed the ball. So they, it's funny how he has a pacifier and a space mask. They put one in his mouth to try to get him to, to shut up on the sideline, and that's what happens. Pick six happens. That was a great throw now. I mean, it's on the coaches not to just give in to that. So everyone's got blood on their hands. But it speaks volumes, Zach. And I also just think it, it talks about the culture, what's going on. I, I mean, they're for, they're further away from being. I put this way. I think Seattle, after what I saw yesterday, they are closer to being not very good than being great again. Absolutely, they're on the downward. They're on the downward spiral. They're probably the worst twelve and four team in the league. In the league, out of the twelve and four teams, and that's including Pittsburgh. They're probably the, Seattle is probably worse than Pittsburgh. Um, there's there's I mean, they're both three seasons. They're synonymous. The fact that yeah, the fact that Russell Wilson went eleven for twenty-seven in a playoff game is is amazing to me. It's so bad. I'm looking at this eleven for twenty-seven, one hundred twenty-seven or sorry, one hundred twenty-four yards. Uh, and care to take guess how many? Uh, they had fourteen third downs. How many do you think they converted? Oh, geez, probably one, two, but two. Yeah, yeah. I hate setting the question up like that because it's like oh zero. It's like well, no, it's two, but you know whatever. But, you know, <laughs> you know, they were two for fourteen on third down. That's horrible. Yeah, and and you look at the stats. I mean, they were force feeding, trying to force feed Metcalf. He had eleven targets, five catches. Right, I mean, he had two touchdowns and ninety six yards. Or yeah, ninety six yards. But the next closest receiver only had two. Tyler Lockett only had two catches. <laughs> like, and, and there was you know, a couple others who had one. But it just speaks to their they're just not gelling on offense. And no, and it's first time in, in ten games in the postseason at home they've lost. Yeah, that's it's just crazy. I, I think that you know, put it this way, I think next year the 49ers will probably be in better shape than them in that division. You think there's so? A little, there's a little January clickbait. Woo! Well, hot take. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, and then you know, and then you gotta give credit to the Rams that they played well. Cam Akers galloped all over the place. The defense got after. They were all over Russell Wilson's face all day. Um, and Akers had 131 yards rushing. Yeah. No. And kudos to Jared Goff for for toughing it toughing it out too. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, uh, where was his stat line? I had that. I thought I wrote that down. He was nine for nineteen with 155 yards. So it's just like. I don't, I don't know what that really means, but but yeah, kudos to him for grinding that out. Um, very physical game too, Zach. But very physical. I thought maybe between that 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 was the most physical NFC game, and then the Ravens. I uh, see the Ravens Titans was the most physical AFC game. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. Um, hopefully, Walford's okay too. I saw he he was in the hospital. I think for this for his neck. Oh yeah, that he had his head knocked off on that play. I don't know how that wasn't a flag to be to be honest with you. You, but uh, it's, it's questionable. It's one of those if it was your defense, you're like, he loaded his shoulder, it's fine. But it's like, if you're on offense, you're like, but he's still going. He's putting his shoulder into the guy's head. Like, you know, so it's – Right. I get right. it. Yeah, it's – uh, so we'll see. I'm sure golf will be feeling much better. Still probably not 100% against Green Bay, though. I think the biggest thing that the Rams have going for them is their secondary. And that's like – to me, that's the only thing that you as a Packers fan have to worry about. Um, 
And Aaron Donald, I believe, what did we hurt his midsection or his ribs or his, his yeah, ass. it's his ribs. But of course, everyone's gonna be fine. Yeah, of course they're gonna be fine because it's the playoffs. They're gonna play through everything no matter. Oh what. yeah, you know they're playing the Packers, playing Kieran Seymour. We'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, but um, all right, give me one. Second. I'm fixing my hat here. <laughs> I like to switch. I like to switch. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. There we go. There we go. Hey. All right. Um, all right. So real quick. Uh, what is this? All right. So I guess we kind of. I was gonna say we. Kind of said where do we go from here? We start almost backwards with with Seattle. With where you know where do we go from here? Uh, all right, do you want to move over to the other NFC game on Saturday night? Yeah, old Bucks Washington action. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on this? Uh, you know, not to be Tony Dungy, but Taylor Heineke played his heart out in that game. He did. A guy who literally he went undrafted to the Vikings. He was in and out. He played in the XFL. Um, I think he was in the AAF two or whatever that mm-hmm. league was that's no longer. Um, and, and he was actually with the Panthers when Rivera coached there. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that. Well, I, someone told me that yesterday. Yeah. But. So he, and he, this was only a one-year signing for him this year. So I'm really curious, and I would imagine, that Washington is going to extend some type of offer to keep him there, even though it was only one or two games where he showed flashes. But he think he's proved himself to be a backup quarterback, at least, you know, for in, in the NFL. Um, and they were good throws, too. They really were. They really were. And he, he led the team in rushing yards that game. 46 yards and a touchdown on six carries. I mean, <laughs> the Buccaneers' defense isn't isn't a slouch by any means. You know, um, you would have thought Antonio Gibson would have had a better game, but I think it was a mixture of game script and just the Buccaneers' defense. Well, that's the thing. And then you honestly, the, the takeaway, that actually is kind of a good way to flow into my, my take. My take was the start of the game. And this this was the Bucks' offensive line. Mm. Everyone wants to talk about how good Tom Brady played. Everyone wants to talk about how good the defense is. Everyone wants to talk about Leonard Fournette. Tom Brady didn't get touched until the final minute of the first half. I mean, because all you, we... you just stop and look at this these highlights real quick for a second. Look at how close he is to getting tackled on all these plays. Seriously, look at it. Ready? He's dropping back. I'm like looking at the. I'm looking at the delayed clip. Right, like I mean, you see these balls he's throwing. He's barely touched. He's certainly not getting hit. And usually, it's a really clean pocket. Reminds me of the New England days, Zach. So that that was to me the biggest takeaway. Did New England or so? Jeez, did Tampa Bay look good? Yeah, they looked good. Why did they look good? Because their offensive line was phenomenal. Their line was so good. Yeah, I mean, why? It's we're talking Washington's defensive line that they stopped too. I mean, this is. I mean. To me, that was what I bit down on. Like, that's a that's a problem. That's a huge problem. If their line plays that well, and Tom Brady's got all day to throw, good, good, that's gonna be a problem to those receivers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Antonio Brown, another touchdown. That's five in his last four games. And that's what helps the Bucks having all these weapons because and it's funny because now it's like, oh, oh, what happened like seven weeks ago when everyone was cheering at the Bucks? But no, my take with them, you're right. Is, when you have these weapons, you're going to either have to like you can't send everyone on one on ones with these different guys. So it, it takes people out of the box, and then it, it's less people giving pressure, and the guys you know right the ones that are not, they're sending aren't getting there. So I don't know. I, I thought uh, I thought Washington gave them everything they could handle. It was just it was you know it was what it was. Yeah, I think Washington with everything they had going against them. And I sound like a broken record, but with everything they, that team had going against them this season. Um, you, you, there's nothing but high praise from me with the Washington uh, football team from Ron Rivera, the players. I mean, Chase Young 
is going to be scary. Um, I know it's hard. It's hard for a defensive end in today's game to be consistent every year. Like you have to be very special to be consistent each year to be in the top three, top four every season with sacks and disruption. But I think he's that guy who could be there and up in that rankings each year. Um, yeah, you know. But uh, but to your point about how defenses have to adjust accordingly with those weapons, it also frees up the running game. I mean, Leonard Fournette had probably one of his best games of the year: ninety-three yards, touchdown. Yeah, nineteen carries. You know, um, it's scary. It's scary moving forward. And they play uh, the, the Saints. Saints. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Saints are another handful. Real quick, before we jump into that, where, let's do the whole, like, where, where does that leave us with Washington, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, they could sign Haneke to a, a backup role or whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Is Alex Smith coming back? It, it, are, are they are they in the market for a Sam Darn? Like, what? what? Like, where are we with them? And I know it's a really awkward question because you don't want to papoo on the Giants' future and, and, and say, like, oh, Washington, it's now their division to lose. Like, I, I don't know if it is or not, but I would, I would say I would look at it like they're in the driver's seat, then you guys. Dallas, it's like Dallas is as close to you as you are to them. It's very close all throughout, right. in my opinion. Right, and then, I, I, and then I think there's a drop with the Eagles with everything going on. I can't, it's hard for me to say what they're going to be when, when it just seems like yeah. it's not chaotic with what's going yeah. on. But anyway, um, where does this leave us Washington? I think it's really contingent on what Alex Smith does, to be honest. Um, I think if he stays, that that's great, and, and they're legit. But I, I think they need to add a little bit of help on the offensive line. Their offensive line is not bad. I think they need to add a little bit of help there. And definitely in the receiving game. I mean, they don't really have too many weapons beside Terry McLaurin and uh, Logan Thomas, you know, and Antonio Gibson too on like the flats or screens and stuff. But they need some more weapons on offense, plain and simple for sure. But I, yeah, I, I agree. I think the NFC East moving forward is going to be like how they've been the last like 20 years where everyone wins like every four years. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. So I, I feel like. Washington might have a slight edge, but the Giants and Cowboys are very, very, very close. And the Eagles, I, I don't ever want to count, like to count the Eagles out, even though, you know, they're the, la- the low point on my list of favorite teams. But uh, I don't ever like to count them out because we've been beaten by them so many times and they just pull rabbits out of their, ha- out of their hats so many times. So um, it's hard to tell. But Washington's right there. I think they got their coach for, for the long haul, for every, however long he wants to coach, to be honest. So, Yeah. And what, what about you? Do you think Heineke, do you think Heineke could be a potential starting quarterback, or do you think he's just like a backup guy? I think, they sign? I think he's a guy you feel good about as your backup, maybe. And it also could have just been. I saw Kyle Kendrick pitch his first game at Citizens Bank Park, and he pitched lights out. So I mean, yeah, like I've seen things. I don't know, that's not a knock on him or his performance. I love his attitude. I yeah. just mean, let's let's pump the brakes. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it's January eleventh. I know why you're you're saying that, but yeah. Tyler. Taylor Heineke reminds me uh, a little bit of like a Nick Mullins vibe where Nick Mullins, when he first came in, remember those couple of games, he actually looked decent and then he really mm-hmm. came down to earth. And it's like, you're talking about starting court franchise quarterbacks. It's like going on a six hour flight. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. So maybe like the first 20 minutes when they're like, Oh, like, you know, you can now move without a cabin. Like you kind of look down and you're like, damn, that was the first 20 minutes went by fast. And you're like, this place going to go really fast. And then like, and you look like 20 minutes later, you're like, how has it not been an hour and a half? It's like, <clears throat> No, it's only forty minutes. Like it's, you know what I mean? It's it's basically my point. You know, you know what I'm getting at. I'm basically saying like it can work in a short gap. Oh yeah. I, I, and I'm not, and that's not me knocking him at all. I thought it was awesome. I wanted him to win. I thought, and, and I'm pulling for him 
you know, in Washington, I think it'd be really cool if he did win the job. Like, well, I love I love those types of stories where people getting their chances in their moment. But I, I, we'll see. We'll see. I think yeah. I think a lot is going to happen with Ron Rivera's like first full off season after coaching for a year. I mean, you already started to see the scrub getting rid of Dwayne Haskins. I think um, there's a lot of different directions they could go from a quarterback perspective. <clears throat> yeah, for sure. I will say Heineke showed more heart in two one and a half games than Haskins did in his two years of that organization. Oh, I know. I think that was the thing. And the things you can see the teammates responding differently. Yeah, you see Chase Young running down after. I mean, he's is all extra if you ask me. But you see Chase Young running down the field celebrating with him after he scores a touchdown. I mean, that's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Um, all right, but let's move over. So obviously, and the Bucks have the Saints next week. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, but let's get over the Sunday games real quick. Sunday, Sunday, like just being the Bears. Yeah. Um, I love how they, that's their little thing at the line of scrimmage. I'm like, this play's not going to work. <laughs> you, ever, you know what I mean? Like, do you ever, do, is that just me, like, being noticing little details? No, no, I, I hear you. I, yeah, I hear it. Absolutely. Sorry, I had to let that out. Uh, all right. Whew. Let's talk about a physical game. <laughs> Good Lord. And it's funny, rarely do we talk about physical games where Derrick Henry is not at all really highlighted at all in the, in the segment, clip, highlight, whatever. Um, I'll let you kick it off for a shout-out to Uncle Ricky, too, by the way, for this one. Um, and I also like what he was saying about Thieves, saying the Flyers are going to take the Eastern Division. I love it. Uh, but uh, real quick, all right, I'll, let you, I'll, I'll point it to you. This was a, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this game because I'm really trying to figure out, like, are the Ravens going to give the Bills trouble? <laughs> like, that's where my mind's at right now. But let's talk about what happened yesterday. Yeah, um, the biggest thing was – they shut down Derrick Henry, and like we said before, Derrick Henry is the Titans' offense. And Ryan Tannehill, while he's had flashes of good games and he's you know, he's been decent, he did not step up to the um, he's not step up to the occasion and no, uh, and lead the team not. to a victory when their you know MVP type candidate uh, offensive weapon was shut down. So basically, what happened was. From the Ravens side, Lamar Jackson was just running all over. His passing wasn't the best, but like that doesn't need to be when he's running the way he was. He had 136 yard, 136 yards rushing on 16 carries and touchdown. And notably, that long what was it, 60 yards, 50 yard run that was just it looked like a shot out of a cannon on that. Yeah, down. yeah, it looked like he was going to get tackled for maybe a 15 yard gain, and he takes it to the house. It's like the Titans just kind of gave up. It seemed like a little bit. Um, yeah, they looked less physical. I thought that's for sure. It, 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 and, I don't, and it, which is weird to me because you know it's the playoffs. You're at home. You, you actually have fans there, a certain amount of fans there, and uh, it was just it was a letdown. Yeah, it was, and it's funny because I saw yeah Lamar had what he ran for 136, he threw for 179. Yeah, yeah, I think it was that. Yeah, 179. Yep. Um, and then you know what I thought was really interesting. I saw Kyle Brandt had this stat on Good Morning Football today, which is a phenomenal stat. Okay, so 22 different Ravens on defense had a tackle on. Uh, on Derrick Henry. And 20 of those were solo tackles. Wow. So, I mean, that, to me, that paints a picture, right, of how one guy, they have a wrap, bring him to the ground. Like, that that's huge. You have guys bringing him down one minute. Like, it's not the whole guys committing to that. I mean, that was huge. I thought they played the gaps well. Um, my question is, you know, just I'm not trying to just keep wrapping this back to the Bills. I guess my question is, when you play a game like that, how do you get off the mat to, to play on a short week? You know what I mean? Again, on the road. Granted, not that Tennessee and then Buffalo are super far from Baltimore, Maryland. It's like an hour flight each way. But um, 
I don't know. You know what I mean? It's just it's. We'll see. I can see this be the redemption tour, though. This, uh, sorry, Uncle Ricky, but this seems like the uh, the type of game where they put all their eggs in this basket because of you know what happened last year and the stopping middle mm-hmm. of the field and the trash talk and Derrick Henry. We're gonna you know aggressiveness, and I get the vibes that they're gonna go to Buffalo and the Bills are just gonna air it out <laughs> all day. But you know. To that point, Marcus Peters has been playing some great football in the secondary lately for the Ravens, so there's a challenge for Diggs um, in Buffalo. We'll see. You know, it's, you know, it's it's tough to say. Uh, I have no idea. I really don't know how these games are going to go. <clears throat> yeah, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens won. You know, this is just how crazy this year has been. Uh, the big thing, the, the, to your point with the the tackling, I thought the closing speed of these tackles, like like a. Uh, you know, you see Derek Henry run outside, and all of a sudden, you just see a safety or a linebacker come flying out of nowhere, and it's like ashes them. It's uh, it was impressive. It was pretty clear what their focal point was in practice this this week. Oh, I know, and and that's kind of my thought too with what you were saying. It's like, and how much like is this where all the eggs went? It kind of seemed like like it a little bit, but I, you never know. I kind of like you're talking me to the Bills now, all of a sudden, dude. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really think it's going to be Bills. And well, dude, and then Baltimore outgained them 401 yards to 209. That, to me, speaks volumes. Henry had 18 rushes for 40 yards. Uh, I mean, Tennessee scored 13 points. That was the fewest they've been held to all season. Um, and then, obviously, there was that whole chippiness with, you know, there's the interception, and they're dancing on the logo. And I guess to bring some clarity, I guess the Titans did it last uh, earlier this year. So I'd pull up a meme from That's right, yeah. With the meme police. Um, yeah, so I guess, you know, I don't know. The only thing I'll say is a stupid penalty, though, because that taunting call sent them 15 yards back. All, it's in the south of the 50. It just seemed dumb. But Yeah, those type of penalties really irritate me. <laughs> really because irritate Because uh, there's a bigger thing than talking trash. Just beat them. That's all that matters. Yeah, it just, just goes back to the discipline, the lack of discipline, and uh, the game wasn't over. Because of that, so you know it, it's it costs them, like you said, plain and simple. Yeah, I I don't know. Now I will say, you know what's fun? What's that? Well, Nickelodeon football. <laughs> I mean, I guess uh, there's a few things to unravel in this game. Let's let, let's just jump into the Saints Bears first before we do our whole Nickelodeon autopsy. Uh, all right, so I thought this was probably the worst of all the games. Um, I don't know. I just. It kind of like the Saints wrestled the win away, but it, like, it was really never good. No, I think if the Saints were really the Saints and really super impressed with the Saints. No, I'm just saying, I was saying the same thing to John earlier today. I, I just I don't get it, and like the, it's one of those things you just knew the Bears weren't going to come back. It's almost like they played all right just because they you knew the Bears weren't going to come back in that game. You knew it. That was a theme that I saw across a lot of these games was the lack of, of ballsiness with some of the fourth and, fourth and ones that we've seen all the regular Oh, season. I know. It was very bizarre. Between the, the Titans did it, the Colts. I mean, the, Steelers really the Colts yeah. that went for it when they probably should have kicked it. Like Right. Yeah, it was just a lot of interesting calls, and I think the Bears were still way too conservative with, with running the ball. Yeah, yeah. Running the ball on that fourth down? Yeah. Was it I, fourth and four? Yeah. 
And, and Dave Montgomery, I mean, he's he had major strides this season, but he's not a guy who's like when you run him up the middle, it's like three yards. It's not like it's eight yards, ten yards. You know, he might every now and then, but he's not the guy you want to hand the ball off on fourth and four. No, it's it's bad. I thought, um, I thought what was funny is, did you watch the Nickelodeon broadcast? A little bit. I liked it. Nate, Burl- Nate Burleson did a phenomenal job, honestly, with uh, yeah. commentating and making it fun. But as someone who knows the game, knows the game, I could only handle it for about twenty minutes. So that's that was about. I had to tap out at like ten minutes because. Yeah. Can I see something without sounding like the worst person ever? Yeah. Um, I thought it was cool. I thought the I, first of all, I thought the graphics were cool. This sounds really goofy. I liked how the game. I will say this note when I say this. But I thought they did a cool job with, like, the game being, like, maybe, like, three minutes delayed on Nickelodeon. So, if you wanted or, like, maybe a minute, probably. It felt like three. But where you could see, you know, like, obviously, it's probably to build in for the graphics and stuff like that. But I guess that leads to my question, dude. If there, there was, like, a minute delay between the real game and that. How did they not catch that F-bomb that could have sit through out there? Yeah. No, like, I don't know. what? But real quick, before I get into that, the, the, the point I was going to make was, and sorry, because I, I started rambling on there. I was thinking about two things at once. What I thought was kind of bizarre about the whole thing, and yes, it was cool, and everyone thought it was great, and the NFL Network did a great job, or Nickelodeon did a great job, whatever. Okay. But like, I'll give you an example. They're explaining like like what a challenge is. They're explaining how many yards you have to get for a first down, what a first down is. like what What's the purpose of getting a first down? All makes sense, right? But if you're a kid... And you knew football, like not even you knew football at all, but like you maybe have an interest in football. Don't you ask maybe like your parents, your grandparents, your aunt, your uncle, your your friends, your cousin, your brother, your sister, right? Like someone. The reason probably why you have know what football is because someone around you in your inner circle of life is watching, and that's what it, whatever introduced you to football would probably be the same people explaining, like, the general, like, the basic, the bare-bone concepts, like, there's a touchdown, a touchdown, seven points, like, great. So that was the one thing I kept sitting there thinking, I'm like, you know, I think most kids, like, if they don't know this already, like, they're not, like, if, you, if you're someone that doesn't know those things, you're not watching this game anyway, and kids aren't, like, adults where it's like, oh, you know, this, like, this would be cool, I've never watched cricket before, but this is a game where, like, they're going to make it, like, American style so we can understand it, like, and I can choose to watch. Like the kid doesn't know. The family doesn't like the kid's family or, or right, like whatever. They don't like football. Then and, and they don't explain these types of things. Like what a first down is like. They're not watching this game to begin with. It's fun for the people like saying, "Wow, well this is cool because now my wife, my kids will watch the game with me." Like, right, like, but that's still a very small percentage. Now, I, I will add before I sound like the Grinch. I think baseball should do this. I think baseball should do this because there's a few layers. One, I thought it was stupid that they did it for a playoff game because there's just it's life and death. There's just too much on the line, hence why you just heard the F-bomb get dropped on the hot mic. And I just kind of like, well, yeah, that's what happens. It's a playoff game. right? And then to add to that, baseball, you can have more of a slow dialogue conversation about the rules and, like, why is this lefty pitcher throwing to this, like, lefty hitter, right? Like, and, and breaking down those matchups and then, like, Tipping pitches and, and signals, like all those different things. What's a du- what's a double uh, switch? You know, what's a shift mean? Like things like that. That like you can have a little bit of a slower pace without being like, well, the guy that's at the plate, Zach, he's trying to get on base. He's trying to hit the ball that's coming. You know, like, like you can get a little deeper <clears throat> with baseball without it being weird. And I, I don't know. I I just think 
wow, it's like, Karen, how did you really feel about this? I, I, it's, I don't even really feel that strong. I don't feel some type of way about this. It's more just like, I just, that was the one thing. It was more I was annoyed on social media per usual. But I was just like, all right, we don't have to review this as like the greatest idea or broadcast ever. They did a good job. It was okay. But I also don't think like the NFL needs this moving forward. Yeah. And uh, someone needs to say that. And I don't, you know, maybe I'm the bad guy for saying that, Zach, but I'm going to say it. Hey, no, I like it. Hey, speak what's on your mind. Hey, that's no, I, I do agree. I, I do. I do think the timing of it during playoffs was interesting. I think you can, <laughs> I, you know, maybe do that on a preseason game. Yes! Do it on preseason. Do a week seventeen when the Jets are playing the Patriots when no one's making the playoffs. Right. Do it. Do it something like that. Uh, not the playoff game because you know playoffs when you're watching, you're trying to watch it. It's pretty high. It's pretty tense situations, and last thing you need is you know SpongeBob shooting slime in the end zone or something like that when your team's <laughs> trying to play, you know. But uh no, I th- I think it was it was good, but yeah, I do agree the timing was a little off. Now speaking of timing, do you want to get back to that point I was saying earlier with Brad Patterson? Oh yeah. Did you hear that by the way? No, I, I didn't. I didn't. When and j- like not like you don't know what I'm talking about, you don't or or what the F bomb? Wait, you missed this? I, this is this was the least watched game that I I didn't watch much of this game at all. Okay, so for starters, I don't blame you because yeah, this game's because I just don't care about team. It's so. easy for me as a Packers fan to buy with <laughs> just being like, <laughs> those Bears, like right, like I'm watching that ship sink. It's easy for mm-hmm. that. Um, and I know all the Bears fans are right now, which I, I get, it. I get it. I, I'm just I don't know but when we're down and you're up, you can do it to me. Um, anyway. Oh, yeah, and it's funny because I'm looking at what Iris Cuba and Master saying in the chat. The, the memes were, were perfect. Okay, so, Zach, you know how sometimes when the ref makes a, like a call on the field? Damn it, dude. I wish I had this video. Oh, uh, oh no, wait, wait. I know this. This is when he was running on the sideline, and he, they called on him, on someone else, even though it was him, and he yelled when they said the wrong number. Is that what this is? Uh, I'm actually – you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm actually – this is horrible because I, I – didn't even like think to like actually do the homework on the back part of this because I just I saw it in the real moment. Was it when they made a penalty call? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that was what it was. Yeah, okay. he, it was on special teams and he ran out of bounds. Okay, yes, yes, yes. That was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, I I did hear him say it was pretty plain as that, and, okay. and the announcers were like, "Oh, he wanted to make sure it wasn't him." Um, right. Okay. So. The, the Nickelodeon broadcast picked it up too. I don't know how because they're delayed, dude. That's what I. That's I'm not even trying to be like this, like this guy today and be like, ha Seriously, I would love to get to the bottom of this big Nickelodeon. How does that slip through? Like, you know, you're walking on a slippery slope when you are broadcasting an NFL playoff game. Like, hence why I thought you were delayed like five minutes between that and the graphics. It's like, how is that not caught? How is there no dump button for that? Beats me. You could do spend all the time doing slime, but you can't invest in a little one time. Well, and, and real quick, I got to show because they're talking about the memes and the pictures. Did you see this picture? I saw this on Twitter today. I was crying when I saw it because obviously they're doing like the googly eyes and stuff on like players and, and like the graphics. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I saw did you this. see? I just pulled this up for you. Did you see what they, <laughs> what they did with this one? <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's that good. For all you audience, because they're probably like, oh, this is really funny, guys. A nice dead 10 seconds, and then now you just laugh. Um, <laughs> they put the, the SpongeBob like bulging eyes out on Cordell Patterson, which I thought was, was pretty funny. But um, 
Yeah, all right, real quick. Let's talk about the game, though, for a second, because I feel like we just got swallowed up in the Nickelodeon chatter. But I think right, it almost speaks volumes about how sucky this game was that we're all enamored with, with the Nickelodeon chatter. Uh, the Saints win. Uh, I don't know how convincing. Uh, they'll play Tampa, and I think right, like it's one of those things. Like I, if you say who's going to win, I have no idea. I don't. I don't know if the Bucks are going to get swept. I don't know if the Saints are going to sweep them. I don't know if the Bucks are going to win the third most meaningful game. Like right, like I, it, we'll get to that on Thursday show more. I feel like, but let's look at the Bears real quick. Now what? Like through the whole now what thing? I, I don't think Matt Nagy's going to get fired. Mitch Trubisky's not. It's almost like the opposite of the Eagles. They're keeping their coach. They're ditching the quarterback. Not shocked by that, but I would say that everyone else is on extremely thin ice. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. I don't, I don't know if Allen Robinson, if since they haven't resigned him yet, I find it hard to believe that oh, he's he'll be gone. Back, so yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's absolutely gone. Let's look at the chat real quick. What is your favorite sports moment on SpongeBob? On SpongeBob, mm-hmm. uh, I hate to say it, but uh, I wasn't a huge SpongeBob watcher, so I came, I came to think of one. Zachary. You're better than this. What uh what's yours? Well, I was trying to think of like sports moments. I'm like trying to think of like all different ones. Uh I don't know. I think uh Oh, I got it. It's definitely when uh The Rock wins in the like little Olympic games thing. Patrick's got pet rock. It's like the Seattle Olympics or something like that. Oh, okay. And his, and his rock wins, yeah. yeah I, like I thought you were talking one. about The Rock, like Dwayne Johnson at first. I was like, what? He was on SpongeBob? How's that work? Oh, no, no. Danny's rock, baby. Come on now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> flexing my pale, skinny Irish muscles. All right, here we go. All right, so to that point, let's wrap it up here. Um, dude, uh, man, I think the only thing that looks weaker than this is the Steelers. Sorry, that was a poor way of trying to – but – uh, I mean, it's funny because every single person I feel like when I was out and about this morning just chit-chatting about the game, it was the same tone of I, I actually was – I missed the first five minutes. I turned it on. It's already 14 nothing. What the hell? Like, you know, I, is that where you were at? Like, I mean, like, paint a picture for me what you thought. Yeah, it was safe. Um, It's just – it was just crazy how sloppy and unprepared the Steelers looked to start the game. It's like the it's like the game didn't mean anything. I know. That's what was so bizarre. Yeah, and and one thing I really want to hammer on is the Steelers' offense. Like they came on hard at the end with you know Claypool two touchdowns, Juju with over 150 yards, 13 catches, touchdown. They have no running game, no running None. game whatsoever. And that is something like I love James Conner, I do, but that's something they need to seriously address. And that offensive line that used to be a powerhouse, I don't know what happened to them. I'm, I know they're a little banged up, but I mean, Jesus, come on! That's all you can. James Conner was the leading rusher. Granted, I know they were down most of the game, and there was a throwing, you know, game script type deal with 37 yards. Like that's really the best they can do. You know, but on the other side, did you see Jedrick Wills blocking left tackle yesterday? No. He, like, there were so many clips of whether it was Chubb or uh, or Kareem Hunt bouncing to the outside on the left, and Wills literally, like, carried the defensive end, like, 10 yards. Down the field? Down the field, and they just go and run for 10-15 every time. Like, 
I know I, I was down on Will, Wills in the draft, but he's probably the best lineman that came out of this draft, including you know Andrew Thomas, Becton, and all of them. Uh, yeah, I phenomenal. They, that was the takeaway for me. They looked so prepared. It was almost the fact. It was almost like funny. It was like almost the fact they didn't have Kevin Stefanski coaching with them, like helped them. Not that that's a shot at him. It was more so like. He prepared. He was with them every step of the way, except for the actual pulling of the trigger. Basically, like at, he he was the guy that orchestrated the whole plan, but he wasn't actually at the bank for the robbery kind of a thing. And I think <clears throat> what they did so well, like they played for him, they played for each other. Like that Browns culture is completely one eighty now. They needed to win that so badly, and and they did it behind two, you know, Cream Hunt and and, and uh, Nick Chubb and and just that rushing attack in general. I mean. And the turnover, like you said, you know what that game reminded me a lot of? That Super Bowl between the, the Broncos and the Seahawks, like probably about like five, eight years ago. Eight years ago, probably were like Peyton Manning fumble. It was at the one that was in 2012, it was one of the Meadowlands when mm. Peyton like fumbled. There was a safety to start the game, and it was just like, then they went three and out again, and Seattle scored, then they got a turnover, then they scored again. It was just like, that's what this game felt like, where it was just an onslaught from the jump. No, it, it really, it, it really did. It was, uh, and I think to your point that Stefanski and like Petonio, uh, Batini, Petonio, uh, the lineman and some other players being out, and some other coaches. It, it's almost like that fueled them to, you know, to play for them. It, it was kind of an inspiration to them. It almost seemed like. Uh, yeah. I, and I think we need to give uh, Andrew Barry, the GM for the Browns, a ton of credit. I mean, you know how old he is, by the way. 30? 33. <laughs> 33. His first year, he's, he put together, not to you know be all over the Browns, but he's put together a great team. And John Dorsey has to get some credit, too, for yeah. that, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, both Eagles disciples, by the way. That's right. Uh, but I think, uh, which Jeffrey Lurie, you know, uses as credentials to why Howie Roseman's a great GM. <laughs> um, but what was the other thing I was going to add to that? Uh, oh, could you imagine if they had Odell Beckham? No, I see. You know, we know how Odell is. It doesn't so, matter. Yeah, I'll so maybe he actually feel better. Maybe it doesn't matter because you know, maybe when he's in there, you feel like maybe Baker feels like he has to force him the ball more. So I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that means for Odell, but um, and, and the fact that I remember the Browns are going to get people back, you know, next week. I thought Baker played really well. He had what two hundred sixty-three yards and three touching or three passing touchdowns. Yep. Um, their first. Uh, Road playoff wins since 1995. I'm trying to get <clears> another <throat> yards, and it's funny. Or points, and it's funny. Ben had a 500 run yards passing, but no one did, like. It's like, yeah, it's weird. It almost shows how if you have 500 yards passing, like you lose. Like Tom Brady had it in the Super Bowl against the Eagles. It's like, yeah, it happens much, but when you do, I feel like James probably got it once or twice. Yeah, he also had 68 passing attempts, so it was all pretty much passed the ball from, from early on. Yeah, you're right. That's it helps. Yeah, to throw when you're down 28 mm-hmm. nothing. Um, yeah, for sure. But yeah, but, so cream. Oh, so real quick, no. what, so we're gonna say, I was, I'm, I'm interested to see what Ben's gonna do. Well, I was about to say now what for the Steelers? Yeah, yeah, it's all. That's another thing. Like I said, with Washington with Alex Smith, I think it's really contingent on if Ben decides to return or not. Because do you really trust Mason Rudolph to be your starting quarterback? No. So, <laughs> um, no. This is gonna be a very, very oh. interesting offseason from. The draft perspective with quarterbacks and the free agent market quarterbacks and potential, you know, trades from well, and, and it's a quarterback market. Like, there's going to be a lot of them. It's one of those. I feel like we just went through this a few years ago, but it's like another one of those like rotations where it's just like, oh yeah, there's quarterbacks to be had. 
We did, yeah. I mean, last last year we were talking about Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Philip Rivers, you know, and I think there's going to be more this year to talk about. But, yeah, you're right. It's been a quarterback frenzy for sure. Yeah. Um, no, it's funny. I, what was I going to say? Uh, like, the Steelers I have a question about because I think to myself, that running game is a problem. Like, they didn't make adjustments. That was the biggest thing to me. I feel like people caught on to what they were doing and no one ever, like, they just never made any type of adjustments. Yeah. In general, the back the, the back nine of the season, if you will. Yeah, you know, that you start eleven and zero and you finish one and five. <laughs> That's pretty awful. That's right. I, I I never I've never seen that in my life. I've never seen a team go from eleven and zero like AFC Championship or at least to oh, it's unbelievable to you know you're out wild card weekend. I've, I've never seen that before. I, I haven't either. I mean, it's I I do wonder if they would have been a team. Where if the bye was in play and they could have gotten it still, they probably wouldn't have gotten it because the Bills would have gotten it, I guess. But still, like, if maybe let's say that week 17 game means something, then maybe they, I don't know. Like, there's just, I don't know, whatever. We can sit here and hypothesize over how this bad Steelers from 2020 could have maybe been better. But they, the reality is they're not that good. Um, all right, that's it. So let's look at the teams real quick again that are in it. And break down the games very quickly. Just a little loosey goosey, real quick. Um, yeah, Packers Rams are four thirty on Saturday, uh, followed by Ravens Titans on CBS or on uh, NBC at eight fifteen Eastern, uh, and then Sunday it's Chiefs Browns at three o'clock at Arrowhead, and then the Bucks and Saints will do battle at six forty on Fox at the Superdome, uh, and that first game is on Fox. The Packers uh, Packers Rams, Woo, some good games, Zachy. Yeah, now there are I. Uh... They're all they're all good. Don't get me wrong, but not to be the Bills homer. It seems like I think the Bills Ravens is probably going to be one of the best, one of the better. No, it'll be great. But I, I'm really looking forward to the Bills Ravens game Saturday night. I think both the latter ones are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it seems like the Saturday games are always better than the Sundays in the playoff for some reason. I'm scared. I'm scared. We'll do we'll do my therapy on Thursday, but dude, I'm nervous. I'm scared. I'm scared. That's what you live for, you know? I know. I know. I know. The only thing that scares me with the Rams, like I said, is their secondary. But besides that, I think you guys are all right. You think so? And you, and you also have Devontae Adams, you know, arguably the best receiver in the league. So That's true. All right, we're good. We got this, right? And Aaron Rodgers. Guy named yeah. Aaron Rodgers. So. You got me the mojo back. Yeah, that's right. At that point, you want to do a little mojo Monday? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dip outside of the – Football circuits is just to diversify the portfolio a little bit. Like um, we're going with PGA Tour. It was the Century Tournament of Champions at the uh, at, in Kapalua in Hawaii, and uh, so I don't know those who saw jo- Joaquin, Joaquin Neiman was in at twenty five under, uh, and he was at twenty five under. I know he shot nine under on Sunday, and yeah, nine under sixty four, and he was the clubhouse leader. Was up by one stroke and. Uh, Harris English was on the 18th hole. It was a par five. It's a like a 668 yard par five. It's insane. Um, anyway, English was 250 away, hitting his second shot on a par five. He hit his three iron within 10 feet of the hole, and he missed the eagle putt, but he made the birdie to force a playoff. So then they go to the playoff. They play that hole again, and uh, long story short, Harris English ends up birdieing the playoff hole and. Uh, uh, Neiman part it so English ended up winning but it was it's cool because this is his first win in seven years 
So usually the tournament of champions is if you win the tournament in the year before, prior, everyone who's won gets the invite to go. Uh, but they open it up a little bit to the top 30 in the FedEx Cup from last year because of COVID stuff and people not, not showing up. So he was kind of a last-minute addition, and he hasn't won in seven years, and he, he finally got uh, got his win. So That's awesome. Yeah. I love getting out of the little golf circuits. Yeah, for me, for him, for the playoff was is extremely impressive. And then that. obviously to Birdie, the six footer, he made a six footer to win. So clutch moments. I love that. Now I'll flip it, I'll tell you, I'll flip it back in the football circuits. <laughs> or not. Well and I'll tell you mine's a little cheesy. I won't harp on it too much. But no, I, I just want to give a little shout out to the Browns uh and, and the Bills fan bases for winning those games uh this weekend. I, I you know I I mean we all want to sit here and talk about how Oh yeah, yeah, well it's great. So it's a cliche story here. It's like, yeah, but that sucks. We haven't won a playoff game in in what 15, 20 years. I mean, that's a lot of time. That's so much time. A lot of pain. A lot of pain. So for both those teams to you know, to win, and, and for the Bills fans to experience that victory, and the Browns fans to get that win, I I just thought that was really cool for both those teams. I'm just really happy that they both got to experience that joy. I mean, look, I'm a Marlins fan. I haven't been the finals in 17 years. I know what it felt like to win a series <clears throat> this year. It was it was an incredible feeling. Um, so I just want to give those guys shout out as fans, because you know, when you look at both those fan bases, when I say are they passionate fans, you'd be like, oh yeah, I'd be like, well they've had nothing to cheer about. And they're still diehard fans. So I think he's got to give them credit for that. Yeah, that says says a lot about those fan bases, and uh, yeah, well deserved, and def- definitely really happy for them. Now, let me ask you this: How passionate are you, Zach, about the national championship tonight? Uh, I think it's gonna be a good one. I think it's gonna be good. I uh, I'm feeling I'm feeling uh, you know I go to LSU for my Masters, but I think it's roll tide tonight. Yeah, I think so. Did you see that FanDuel special that they're doing? Oh, I did. I yeah. Did. I mean, I know you did because we were talking about it today <laughs> before the show. But, but, but you know, pretending like I don't, I don't know what you're doing in, in your life, and you don't know what I'm doing in mine. Let's <laughs> pretend like we never heard about it before. Um, you can always feel like you can always tell when we're having a conversation, like the one or two little areas every once in a while, where like we did talk about beforehand. Like you can tell. But um, yeah. I, anyway, as I just my mouth falls down the stairs. Yeah, I agree. I think Alabama's going to roll tonight. No pun intended. Uh, I just think Ohio State put all their eggs in last week's basket, and so uh, and Alabama's going to hit them in right with an uppercut tonight. So. I think so too. I really think so. Did you see? I'm going to pull up this meme. I was dying laughing, and they, I mean, our SpongeBob fans is perfect. Um, Do you ever see the Alaskan bullworm? Oh wait, damn it! You're not a SpongeBob guy. Nah. Oh, Zach. All right. Well, you know what? My our, our fans will will appreciate this. this. Is the Alaskan bullworm shout out? Um, and for our audio people, it's funny. It's the you know, see where, um, but yeah, you can, I mean, you can still connect. The dots <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That's funny. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, yeah, no, it's good. It's going to be a good game. I, I think we're going to see if Justin Fields is, you know, if he can pull off something crazy, then he's absolutely in the conversation for the top, you know, two or three draft picks. In my opinion, yeah. So I agree. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, and it's my real quick one more thought before I jump out. Of course, you can have the happy thoughts. I'm going to be pissed off for a second. What the hell is the NBA doing? Like with this like COVID thing where some teams are like basically have no roster, but they have to play with the Sixers. And there's teams that don't have to play. Celtics. It's horrible. Yeah. I... No consistency. Yeah, that, that's a problem. I mean, I understand everyone wants to, you know, get every single game in. But, you know, if you, if you can't, 
you can't and just go off of win percentage, plain and simple, or head to head, you know, for tie records, head to head uh, records. It's uh, it's a shame. There needs to be consistency no matter it's what ridiculous. league. I mean, the, the fact that they're making the Sixers put like seven guys and then the rest of the league, it's like, oh, we'll, we'll just put it on. It's all good. Yeah. It makes no sense. Uh, but you know what does make a lot of sense? Wow, the, the chat was saying, the Alaskan form. I'm gonna, we're going to get you to SpongeBob late. Right before 30, Zach, we'll get you into it. Perfect. Um, but real quick, and speaking of getting people into it, let's get people into our social media world. Uh, follow us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Reddit at underscore get sidetracked. Uh, you can check out the website www.get-sidetracked.com. And make sure you check us out on iTunes and Spotify for all our episodes that are on audio. And shout out to our Aussie friends out in Australia that are always giving us love uh, on iTunes. We love you a lot. we got to get them involved with the show more. We'll, we'll figure that out. We're, we're going to make yeah. that happen. Um, and, and speaking of making things happen, let's, let's, let's get some follows and some subscriptions on Twitch, eh? Uh, it's free for the heart to the left. And uh, if you want to subscribe to the right, uh, you can do that. It's free with Amazon Prime. Uh, so really no excuses. And then, uh, you know, on top of that, especially with free, you can subscribe to YouTube so you can go on there for highlights, clips, interviews, all sorts of cool stuff uh, on our YouTube channel as well. You can check out all, all that cool stuff there. Um, and, I mean, at that point, you're just completely horny for sidetrack. So, you know, I, when you do all that stuff, so now at this point you're going to the store, right? And you're looking at all the, the, the fanny pack and the phone case, the whole guy. <laughs> um, no, but <laughs> jokes aside, you can check us out on the sidetrack store. Uh, we have uh, the Net Gator. I love it, dude. That's that's my favorite. We have all sorts of cool stuff. Um, T-shirts, sweatshirts, especially for the, every time of year. Um, we love it. But at that point, this was fun. So my, my, I mean, of course, my head. People really think I have like head lice tonight because I'm just going like this the entire time. But this is what ha- I hate the winter. I remember there were so many times. Of course, not my like I look like I'm like homeless. There were so many times where we would do the show and it was the summertime. It was hot as hell out. And I'd like, we'd shut the window and we'd just get so hot as the show would end. I'd like, just be like, all right, we're out of here. And like open the window, like stick my head out. Now it's like the opposite, but I'm just like, my head's dry. It's where we're living in. Seasons are crazy. I know. Seasons, greetings, baby. Right. Uh, you have any, anything you want to take anyone out with? Uh, NHL's back on Wednesday. So uh, be, be sure to, uh, we'll get some NHL uh, talk going here. So should be fun. I love it. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. And chat. It was great. We got the chat cooking tonight. It was a lot of fun tonight. Um, we want to thank everyone for listening. So we're back on the air on Thursday uh, at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Uh, and then, like I said, check us out on all the social media circuits. We'll talk some hockey. We'll look at the NFL playoff picture a little bit more vividly uh, with the matchups on Thursday. And, yeah, we'll see everyone in the living room right here Thursday.